All right, let's try this again. Happy New Queer! Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We're streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. We're back for this year's first Tales from the Tales with 15 bathroom tips for men uh, from Dr. Evan Goldstein himself. He will join us on the second half of the show. My name is Tom, and I am your host, and as always, I'm in the studio. We're actually all in the studio, starting with the first uh, friend here. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And bouncing to the other side of the table. Hey, it's J-Bear. And welcome you all to The Dish. Uh, It is our first episode of 2022. I feel that um, it's kind of crazy that we're here. Time flew. Time flies. We on Prozac. At least for me, it does. Um, So, you know, it's... It's been one hell of a year. That's all I can say. And uh, last week was um, scary. The week before last for me, last week for you. Um, nonetheless, you had a little scare at home as well, which we yeah. talked about briefly. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it's it's some scary shit. Um, COVID cases are on the rise. And like significantly. We, we have seen an explosion of cases. And it is only going to get worse before it gets better. So... Anyway, it's a COVID bukkake. <laughs> the gift that keeps giving. Oh, oh Lord, have mercy all over uh, Trisha's face <laughs> and yours <laughs> and mine. Yeah. yeah, indeed it is. So, how are you, Trish? I'm good. You good? Yeah. Yeah. New You're year. Alive? Still queer. Yeah. Well, that's important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Being queer is definitely important. And uh, how about you, Jay? How's it going? I'm tired. <laughs> I got I got uh vaxxed again. I, she, I re-upped before I came before I came around Yatu infectious diseases. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Um, she, t- she took her uh, Super Mario Bros. Marshmallow and sort of kind of like. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, so I, I actually my wife made the appointment and I thought it was for a, for a test, another test, because you know you can't sneeze around her too many times. She gets tested. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. Finally, I said, you know what? She made the she made the appointment. Let me just go get it over. So with. she made an appointment you didn't even know was a no. booster. So the lady's like, what are you here for? And I was like, I don't know. Well, how do you know you got to be here? Well, my wife told me. And the email says I got to be here at this time. So she's like, oh, you're here for your booster. Okay, yeah, that's it then. So Shit. it is get what it, it is. because it Yeah, because the thing is. She's been looking around and nobody seems to have any openings. Right. She was you up till find test. She was up till like three rapid in the home morning test? online trying to find something soon. Well, for yeah. someone who can't sleep, uh, yeah. I mean, so it was it was well well spent. Right. <laughs> I mean, I finally booked my booster and then I got COVID. I so. mean, hey, I mean, if she's not going to sleep anyway and she wants to stay up till three, four o'clock in the morning booking appointments, maybe that's a uh, that's a revenue opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like seriously, yeah. So. Give me your info. I'll book it for you. <laughs> I'll book it for you. Mm, I'll jump through yeah. hoops like a circus poodle on fire. Yeah, she she got into it. She it took her forever, but she figured out and she got appointments for every everywhere she was calling. Was telling her three to four weeks. 
minimum wow. wait time. Wow. So, you know, to get me in in 24 hours was quick. Wow. Good yeah. for <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, she went in the day before me, which was cool. She went right. in Thursday. I went in Friday, New Year's Day. Or New Year's Eve, I should say. Yeah. How um, was your New Year's Eve, by the way? Quiet. Quiet. We, um, My sister came over. I my niece and my younger brother. Uh, she finally tested negative because she, she had COVID as well. Um, and my mom. I picked my mom up, and it was just us at home. And there was maybe eight of us all together. Right. And I was comatose to 90% of the time because the shot hit me and... All I wanted to do was sleep. Yeah, right. I didn't drink. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really party. I just kind of chilled and watched TV, and sat with mom. It was just like very mellow, which was nice. Yeah. Same, and it was warm. Uh, Nick yeah. and I got together for New Year's Eve. We grilled. Yeah, <laughs> we made steaks and veggies outside, and we ate outside, um, and then we watched TV and. And then watch the countdown. Oh my God, Andy and Anderson were just a hot fucking mess. I can't. I can't. Hot fucking mess. But uh, but no, it was a very low key. Mom stayed home. I was gonna go to mom's house, but I was like, no, I really don't want to. I'm just gonna really stay home. There was no way in hell I was gonna head out to a bar. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. not happening. Well, and that's how I'm feeling. Like yeah. after going through COVID again, and like it was milder for sure, and it lasted only probably like three four days. But I don't want to get it again. I know I have antibodies, but I'm like, I don't want to put myself in a position where you're laid out for three, four days. And I still don't get why people are like <laughs> hugging and kiss. I'm like, you are too close to me. Back the fuck up. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. just like, so I, I'm about to start that again. Yep. Uh, I'm going back to no PDAs. No, don't touch me. Just wave at me. I know that you love me and blah, blah, blah. Because it's just, I mean, I'm getting to the point where like every time one of my singers on my shows hands me a microphone, I'm whooping out a fresh wipey and wiping down the microphones between singers. Should, yeah. Um, because I don't want to that something that's meant to be fun be the reason why someone ends up getting COVID and, and sick. And, and if you're unvaccinated and you're at a bar singing karaoke, you're just stupid. And here's another thing. Yeah. You do not have to put the mic down your throat like a cock to sing into it. And so many fucking people do. I yeah. know. Yeah. I know. And then there's a couple of people that just like to yell into the mic, especially one that loves you. And so uh. I lower it down <laughs> as much as I can. And then he goes even deeper and starts screaming even louder. And it's just hysterical. No, it actually funny. reminded me of, that reminds me of um, Anderson and Andy. <laughs> when they <laughs> shut off Andy's mic <laughs> on CNN, he was getting a little too rowdy and they cut his mic and they're like, why? He was like, why? Why can't I hear myself? What's what, going on? Was it Anderson's <laughs> mic or Andy's? Andy's mic. Andy Cohen. And Anderson was just laughing, <laughs> like just laughing. He's like, where's my mic? What, what's going on? He because was giggling. They had the cut night. to like, I think New Orleans. Right. And they were, you know, talking to them and Andy was trying to talk and they had cut his fucking mic. And he's like, what's going on in my mic? Mm, I, I, listen, <laughs> I would have cut that mic off too. No, but, but it was, it was a very low key, fun, um, you know, not very chill. We had a really good dinner and drinks and, and just hung out. You ended up leaving that same night. Yep. Um, but it was very low key and chill. It wasn't anything ostentatious. My mother got hammered. So she calls me. She <laughs> FaceTimes me after I tried FaceTiming her a couple of times. And she's in my brother's arm. My, my brother's carrying her to her bed. <laughs> and she's like, 
Me mandaron a dormir. Me acostaron. Talking about, they, said, they put me to bed. Oh I was like, God. oh my God, she's a mess. Um, and, uh, but yeah, she spent, she rung in the New Year singing karaoke. It was her and my brother. And, and it's sad that, you know, you can't get together in, in mass gatherings because that's how we like to do it, right? But, you know, <sighs> it, it, this is where we are. This is how we have to deal with it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and, and same thing. My cousin across the street, usually he'll have half the family over. I mean, his wife is one of 16 siblings. Jesus. <laughs> so, Jesus. They they had done something for her mom, which is in her. She lives with them. She's in her nineties. My great aunt. Um, about about a month ago or so, they did you know aguinaldos, right? Um, mm-hmm. which was nice because her son is is an artist, you know. So they Wait, did what did they do? Aguinaldos, <laughs> Spanish. So- it's, Spanish it's Christmas like carols. Yeah, it's oh, like, okay. like a Christmas carol slash serenade that people do at home with guitars and cuadros and, and all these other Can instruments. Can I just say, uh-huh. ever since Jay joined the show, uh-huh. there is so much Spanish <laughs> in our group chat. Half the time I'm like, fuck, I gotta look what this up. What does this mean? What does this mean? And I'm looking half these words up and yeah. I'm like, I still don't get it. Tell the white girl <laughs> something. No. You know you know that your phone has a built-in translator from Apple Yeah, now, so right? I just found that out. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. It's awesome. It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah just the same thing like if you if you say so we found out uh, like a couple of days ago after the 20th anniversary of flashlight. the harry potter where you can say lumos and the freaking phone turns on your your flashlight yeah right yeah. your fresh 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 flashlight your flashlight your flashlight uh. um, <laughs> lumos <laughs> you got a bluetooth flashlight uh-huh. <laughs> uh but no it's it's a thing it's a thing, and then you say yeah. knocks, and it turns off, or Lumos off, and it turns off. Yeah. Uh, so for all you Harry Potter aficionado, Harry Potter aficionados out there um, and fans, that is something that you can do with uh, any phone. Evidently, uh, it's it's a thing. Yeah, you know, and I think I, it's it's yeah, either Apple or Android. Yeah, they both they both do. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a thing. If you want to be a wizard, now you can. Well, sort of. Yeah. I just want to say, um, what's the one that kills kills the, the wizards? Um, uh, Avra Kadabra is that what it no, is? It's, Kadabra. It's, oh God! Yeah, it's close to that. Now yeah. I'm linking. Um, It'll come to her. Yeah, it will. But anyway, um, for all of you Harry Potter fans, uh, HBO Max had the 20th anniversary of the Harry Potter. Harry Potter films. It was a very, very well-made, beautiful special. Nick and I watched it on Saturday and, um, you know, started reminiscing about the movies and the books. We quizzed ourselves. Uh-huh, it was fun. We had a lot of fun doing that. It and took us like three and a half hours to get through an hour and a half uh, special. Because, because we kept pausing and asking questions yeah. to each other. Nice. We were, yeah. Now that, that makes it fun. Yeah. No, yeah. we had a great time. It was yeah. fun. The dogs were, you know, obviously on top of one, either one of us, because mm-hmm. um, that's what they do. This has this new thing where he just like plops his butt, just his butt on my leg. Not his entire body, just his butt. I'm like, what are you doing? My bulldog's notorious for that. He has to keep his his imaginary balls warm. Yeah, because you know they were removed. They're removed when they were babies. So yeah, I know we talked about this today already. (laughs) So it's Avada Kedabra. It's Avada Kedabra. Yeah, Avada Kedabra. Avada Kedabra. Something like that. Die, bitch. Um, no, but it was, it was, we had a good time and it was really nice. It was good to see the cast. Nice. They're so cool. Grown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm say, oh, they're just But I'm grown. sorry. Um, Daniel Ratcliffe can get it. And so can the Weasley twins. 
Oh my god! Yeah, they one grew of the, up one into hands. Uh-huh. One oh. of them, and um, uh, Neville, oh. Neville, yeah. long bottom, and of course, um, then there's um, he can get it long in the bottom. What was the the evil kid one? Draco Malfoy. Oh god, he did not age well. No, I mean and he can still I really, get it. Though. I mean that with a lot of love. You know, I mean, I I think he aged into the character that he served on the films. Like, he was just dark. Somebody Um, just didn't teach him the right, like, moisturizing regimen. I think he needs you. (laughs) I think he needs you. No, but even to see to see some of the characters and and how they how they remember that experience. Right. And talking about how the films were being created and how they grew up. Right. I mean, you're talking eight films. Yeah. That's probably like maybe 10, 15 years of their lives yep. recording on and off because there wasn't a movie coming out every year. No, it was, it was like, like every year and a half, two years. Yeah. And so that's a long time, mm-hmm. you know? And and interestingly enough, one of the things that touched me the most is when the character or the, the actor that plays Hagrid was talking and making comments about what he took out of the film and what the film, what he believes the film did for, you know, the world. Uh, and it was just so touching what he said. And so I took a screenshot of this because I knew I was, I, I didn't want to misquote him. Oh my God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Mm, of course. Please tell me that I, t- I got it. Oh, she can't be prepared. <laughs> I knew it was in here. Come on. Ugh. She anyway, is not prepared. I, I did not. I, I did, the I intern think. is back in 2022. Oh, she's nasty. I'm going <laughs> to cut her. I took a screenshot of it. At least I thought I did. That sucks. Okay, well. Anyway, move, he, move said, all the porn he said something to the effect of, um, for example, um, that, you know, he played Hagrid and he he embodied that character and it was something that was very fulfilling for him throughout the whole films. But in 50 years from now, you know, more generations are going to get to experience the Harry Potter films and the books. And although he may not be here, Hagrid always will. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just so endearing and, and, and a really good way to put it. Because think about all of the effort that he put into those films. Because he was in all of them. Yeah. And even as a human, when he is no longer here, his essence, the essence that he put into that character will live forever. Yeah. And as an artist, that is something that you strive for. That 50 years from now, someone will see you and know who you are, but not realize that you existed or that you're no longer here with us. Yeah. But yet see you as someone that's so relevant and present in your life. And that is so, it's almost chilling in a way to talk about yourself. It's cathartic. It's a legacy, yeah. Yeah, it's just incredible. So that happened. And then, you know, New Year's Eve came around. And we lost Betty White. Oh, yeah. Out of the fucking blue, man. I was like, <clears throat> at first it was reported by TMZ. It was the first news um, news organization to report it. I'm like, this has got to be a fucking punk. They're punking us. This can't be possible. I mean, Betty White's going to live forever. You know, she was 17 days away from her, her 100th birthday. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm searching and I'm, I'm Googling Betty White. And there it was. People magazine put published it, and then this magazine published it, and and then this one started publishing, and I was like, "Oh my TMC god, it's real!" Gets the scoop before anyone. It happens. They I was like, do. "Holy shit, man!" I was I was bummed. That one bummed me out. 
really bad. But she died of natural causes. Supposedly. Which right, is what yeah. they're reporting. Right. So the, their their rep or, or her rep or her people put out that it wasn't COVID related, that she died of natural causes. But three weeks before 100. Right. Like, come on. Right. But I feel like in Betty, in Betty White style, it, like in, in true Betty White style, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all were going to sit here and think that y'all going to roast me for my 100th birthday. I'm going to peace out right before it. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's something that she would do, right? Um, or at least it's very fitting. Not that she would do that on purpose, but it, it's it's a fitting way for her to go. She lived a very long life. Um, she remained very uh, present in pop culture um, for decades. Um, many different generations got to experience some sort of, of a version of Betty White and Every single one of those versions was just incredible. She was great as a human, as an actress, um, as a sit- sitcom star, mm-hmm. you know, being Golden uh, Golden Girls and then, you know, other uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. I believe she was in that yep. as well. So, you know, in some way, shape or form, um, we've all got to experience some sort of uh, Betty White. Yeah. And I think it's just... Uh, you know, we were lucky. Yeah, we, we weren't. We weren't. So may she rest in power, the amazing Betty White. And you <clears throat> now join your other four girls. Have some cheesecake for me. She's probably up there like, I didn't really want to come up here for this. But yeah. hey, hey, girls. <laughs> but, so that's that. And then, of course, you know, um, in about today's the third, in about three days, it'll be one year since we had the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Oh God! I rem- do you remember um, what you were doing when you started seeing all the news clips come in in regards to that? I don't know. I was working in a meeting, and I have the TV to my right. I, I, mm. And so all I kept looking over, I was like, "Yo, there's a lot of people on the." I was unemployed, steps. so I probably ended up coming over here. You did. You did. Because I remember I, I was literally in a meeting and someone asked me a question and I said, I'm sorry, I can't focus or concentrate right now because there's something going on on my TV screen and it's massive. It's big. And people are like, what do you mean? And I'm like, so they're turning on the television. They're like, oh, my God, they're attacking the Capitol. Yeah. And we were in the meeting discussing what we were viewing. I'm like, can you believe we were like in shock? And anyway, we got through the meeting. I ended the meeting and all I could do was just stare at the screen like, what the fuck is happening? And this is five hours away from us. We're five hours away from D.C. So when they say it hits close to home and all that good stuff, it's crazy. But nonetheless, it happened. And it's sad that it did. The world was looking at us like we're some fucking hot mess of a country, which we are. Um, But that happened. Kind of so Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Nothing. (laughs) You know what? Um, what's funny with uh, Betty White that the last movie that she actually did was 2012 in the Lorax. No, was she did. She did the proposal. Movie? Yeah, but the proposal was 2009. Really? Yeah. With Sandra Bullock. Yes, because we were watching it last night. <laughs> Which one was the windows? The walls. <laughs> That's my favorite part. That reminds me a lot woods. of her dance with the uh, Yaya, the Yaya. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sister. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the last movie she made? Twenty twelve, The Lorax. Oh, Doctor Seuss, The Lorax. Yeah. Huh. That's the last. Yeah. Twenty ten was you again. 
2009 was The Proposal. I thought The Proposal oh, was the Oh my last God, time. that was such a fun movie. <laughs> Where were Amazing. you? We, just, yeah. we, just we were just like having a whole segment about that. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm straight, I'm straight up reading an article right now. <laughs> No, but but it was fun. It was fun. And she did great work. I remember her in Lake remember Lake Placid? She was feeding the fucking alligator. Yes. Oh yes, my god. That was a good movie. He was like, here, baby. I yeah. forgot what she called the fucking alligator, but she's just incredible. She was awesome. <laughs> um, you know, obviously one of my favorite characters that she ever played was Rose Nyland on Golden Girls. Um, you know, allowing her to be that that person that people looked at as dumb or ditzy in a way, which she was far from. She was just innocent, right? Not many things happened um, the way they happened outside of St. Olaf. And, and so, you know, it's just Actually, incredible. She had, I guess it's a, she had a recurring role at Forky Asks a Question from Toy Story. Yeah. And she also had um, the, the other sitcom that she was doing with the other four ladies. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Something sunny. It's not sunny in Philadelphia. Hot, it's, hot in Cleveland. Hot in Cleveland. 2010 to 2015. Right. So that she she had done that. She, no, um, she did a lot. Careers, yeah. yeah, she did a lot. She did an incredible. She has an incredible body of work um, and history. And... Um, what else did I do? I watched um, Queer Eye. Yes, I did. <laughs> he did. He did. You did. Oh, yeah. No, I watched every Wait, single episode. Every single and, uh, I and then I stopped. Up. I'm like, do you know that there's a 20th anniversary of the Harry Potter? He's like, what? I, I mean, I knew it was happening, but I didn't know that was today. You want me to come over? <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Yep. And then he came over. Nice. No, but it was um, really good. I cried a lot. <laughs> oh, he sure did. We cried. We cried even for through the Harry Potter films. I have never seen you really tear up before. I was like, "What? What was it? It was it. Hermione was having a conversation, or Emma, Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was having a conversation with Rupert, and he was telling her, "I love you," but not in that kind of way. And then they started hugging, and they were hugging it out. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, I don't remember what it exactly was, but eh. it was weird. And her relationship with Malfoy, like, or the character, the, or the, guy, the, yeah. the actor that plays Malfoy, was, a, I was like, oh, I'm a little shocked. I was like, you guys hated each other in the, I mean, you punched him in the face. <laughs> like, I know. And she had a crush on him. <laughs> Did she? Yeah. On Malfoy? Yeah. Stop. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, no, she was like my little sister. I couldn't do that. <laughs> it was the other way around. No. He was older than her. Uh, oh, when they were explaining um, the kissing between uh, Rupert and Emma, mm-hmm. which is Hermione and, and Ron, um, in the Chamber of Secrets, right? They were prepping themselves for weeks because they knew they had to kiss. And they were like, and Emma was like, no, it, it was just, no, it, it, it's not happening. It was horrible. Yeah. Well, then they kind of sprung it on them. But anyway. Right. It was it was amazing. It was cute. It was cute. So, um, yeah, that's all I have. That's all I have. <laughs> that was my whole experience this whole weekend. And to me, Betty White just it, it destroyed me. Anyway, it was tough. It was tough um, for a lot of followers and listeners. And I think we 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 discussed it too at home. You know, and it, when I actually saw you posted, I mentioned something, and everybody at home was like, "Oh, that's a hoax." 
Everybody in the house Everybody automatically was assumed it's a hoax. Everybody was replying to my <laughs> yeah, post. It's yeah. a hoax. It's a hoax. I'm like, not even other news sources are reporting the same thing. Yeah. I, I was devastated. Yes. I, I still am. I'm a little softy. I'm a little soft about that. Yeah. So, I mean, before we go to break, yes, we, we do, do have Dr. G coming on. I just want to mention a couple things that are a little negative. Um, it was the deadliest year on record for trans people. Mm-hmm. Um. We are making strides in the trans community for trans rights, but they're not big enough strides. And we just continue to see an increase of violence and death against um, the trans community. This year alone, we had 375 trans, non-binary, or gender non-conforming people violently killed across the world. That's that's. And also keep in mind that that number may be smaller than what it actually is, because most people who are trans, non-binary or gender Mm non-conforming, when they are either processed, uh, if they're incarcerated or if they die, uh, typically they're they're processed under their dead name. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so really their deaths are not reported as trans death, but, uh, you know, they died either as a male or female or whatever it was that they were born as um, is usually what, what is documented. And unfortunately that really doesn't allow us to really grasp the scope of what mm-hmm. the problem really is like. Yeah. And I think things like, you know, Dave Chappelle coming out and doubling down on his anti-trans views this year was not helpful um, with his special that he had on HBO. On top of that, we did have some really kind of cool things happen. Playboy had its first ever gay male cover star. Really? Yes, yes. I didn't. I don't. I don't think we covered that on the yes, show. We no. did. Yes, we did. He was a Playboy bunny. A Playboy it was bunny. adorable. Yes, I don't remember. He's this. an Olympics medalist, I believe. We covered it. Uh, That's right. We'll we'll figure it out. Well, I think I brought it up briefly in one of our. Oh, well, we weren't paying attention. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm used to it. Also, we had. (laughs) We also had the amazing Billy Porter come out as HIV positive, right? Which is very important for the. LGBTQ plus community because there's so much stigma that surrounds HIV and what it means. And to have somebody at that level um, and with that platform come out and, and, and be able to educate people as to what it means, it's, it's, it's impactful and it's powerful. Speaking of Billy Porter, if you get an opportunity to watch his tribute to the incomparable Bette Midler for the Kennedy Center Honors Go look up that video and watch it. It's 15 minutes of just absolute joy. Um, He was just energetic, uh, encompassed really the feeling behind who Bet was, and it was such a beautiful tribute. Watch it. And then we also had our first ever same-sex couple on Dancing with the Stars. Um, They came in second place, not first place, but... Hey. Hey, then. Um, uh, So it was JoJo Siwa and... Uh, they don't... Oh, Jenna Johnson was the partner it, that she danced with. So that's pretty amazing. Um, but I think the biggest thing to note in 2021, even though there, you know, I'm looking forward to 2022 and I'm hoping things change for the better, um, I think the best thing that came out of 2021, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just my opinion, um, Donald Trump is no longer in the White House. Uh
end of story. So I, I, I there were some negatives, but I think there were some big wins as well. Show's over. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, listen, we're going to go to break because we have Dr. G coming up right after this. So here's some music. When we come back, Dr. G. We'll be right back. She was waiting by the back door Said, babe, we gotta leave town Get your shit, get your suitcase, your dog, your guitar Cause we gotta go now Cause they're coming Well, they know our fucking names Yes, they're coming Just the same Well, I know you don't want to leave your life You've had some blood and tears Little joy, little strife But they're coming Well, they're coming down the road Yes, they're coming Truth be told They got a knapsack full of judgment, hypocrisy and lies And they're talking so much hateful bullshit They've begun to gather flies But they're coming Well don't look them in the eyes Yes they're coming No surprise so much terror in our past How are you so surprised it's come to bite you in the ass Yes, it's coming Well, it's nipping at your heels Yes, it's coming for the kill Where we can change our names Cause they're coming Well they know our fucking names Yes they're coming Just the same Just the same Just the same Just the same Well, ladies and gents, welcome back from the break. That, of course, was the amazing Amanda Barrick with Wastelands, which is one of the title uh, songs that's titled the album and one of the songs on her album. Make sure that you go and check it out and support your LGBTQ plus artist. Uh, it is 2022 and joining us now is Dr. Evan Goldstein for this year's first Tales from the Tale. We're going to be talking about uh, a myriad of different things, uh, which include, of course, f- tips from the great doctor on on, um, you know, using the bathroom and and having your experiences in the bathroom. Dr. G, welcome back to the show. I feel like we just saw you yesterday or last year. 
pretty quick. How the fuck are you three? We're doing wonderful. Yeah. We're all in the studio now. Uh, all COVID free, finally. Finally. Well, I never got it. So, so. Y'all, y'all got it? Well, she hasn't gotten it, but Nick and I were, were COVID dying. Yeah, I was down for the count. Yeah. I don't kiss on the first date, so. <laughs> you do more. <laughs> <laughs> You're like pretty woman. No kissing on the mouth. Right. But well, it seems like it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's just insane. How is your family? Hopefully everyone's safe and, and healthy. All good. All good. Another year. Can we talk about this beanie, beanie? or something you're wearing on your head? Islanders hockey. No, it's it's oh. uh, it's it's independent. It's an old oh. skating uh, hat, gotcha. but it's freezing. It's so cold. It is really <laughs> cold. <laughs> well, I you mean, look- it was, and yesterday it was like sixty degrees. I was in Central Park. It was so beautiful. And I, now I'm fucking freezing my tits off. I, I was literally just about to say, you look like someone who's running in Central Park that I'm just gonna jump and just pounce on. Oh, through the bramble, you mean? Oh, hey, <laughs> Push you into the bushes. Push her right. That's into- it. Actually, it was so crazy because you know there's the ramble in in the in the city where everybody goes and hooks up, and yes. I was like lost in there, just out of coincidence. And I'm uh-huh. looking around, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Is there anybody here? Is there anybody?" <laughs> Nobody was there. It was like. 12 o'clock. It was like 9 o'clock in the morning. Look at you, you like come running in with some COVID tests. Here, you're take so, this first. You're so dedicated, <laughs> looking for patients where patients need it most. I, was, I wasn't looking for patients. I don't know nothing. I'm blind, deaf, and stupid. <laughs> well, let me know when you're running there next, and I'll join. <laughs> anyway. right. Sounds like a plan. We'll go together. <laughs> I will not be running. So, Dr. G. So, Doctor G, we're going to be talking about uh, a few tips uh, tips that you've you've come up with uh, to sort of kind of guide people through, you know, bathroom etiquette for men, especially. Um, I have one question before we dive into the article. Sure. The photos that you put on the articles. <laughs> please tell me that this one is you. No, I <sighs> wish it was. This is this is not my ass. I mean, I would. I would love it to be. I mean, yeah. maybe my ass looks like that. Should I have? I should have Maxwell shoot it sometimes. <laughs> I well, think I mean, so. You, you can just show us. Just turn around. No, this is I'm this kidding. is not. This I'm is kidding. a model of ours who's absolutely beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I was like, if that's Doctor G, we. Oh, are- I would love that. I, I'm, I'm like, you know, probably 15 pounds more than that. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely more than 15 pounds more than that. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, Dr. G, tee us up. What are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, so it was more of, I don't think people ever taught us the right way to shit. And, you know, I mean, you know, our parents back in the day, you'd go home and dad would be on the bowl for like an hour sitting there. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Reading the newspaper. They're like, oh, it's completely my own quiet time. Leave me the fuck alone. But yet they have the biggest hemorrhoids known to mankind. And you wouldn't even know it because they don't they don't talk about it. They don't tell you what the deal is. So I just figured let's start kind of creating listicles for people of just simple, common things that we can do that people don't even think about that hopefully will resonate and then will allow you to shit better. And then in turn, obviously, it just helps sex, uh, creating just a better environment. Right, right. So you want me to start? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, so I wanted to comment one really, is, you really know, quick. Push, 
Oh, sorry. I wanted to comment really quick because I can just picture it, right? It's like someone's banging on the door. Hey, what are you doing in there? And the person inside the bathroom be like, I'm almost done. Oh, no. My dad had his time. in the. He's still, it's like a half hour, 40 minutes every day. I'm like, what the fuck? Now he started, now since iPhones, now he FaceTimes while he's taking a shit. Oh, because, yeah, it's the craziest. Well, I mean, you know, and everybody does that. They're on like Instagram and Facebook. They're doing all this shit. And by the time they've been sitting there for such a long time. And their legs are probably numb. Mine go numb. <laughs> yes. I, I only FaceTime with one person when I'm in the bathroom. And that's because we do it out of habit. And my best friend, Tony. Sometimes he'll call me. He's in the shitter. Or I'll call him. Or vice versa. And. I call like, Nick all the time yeah, when I'm in the bathroom. But that's yeah, about but it. You're normally in the shower. <laughs> Very yeah. few people have need to experience that sight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I call Nick or, or Chris while I'm in the shitter. Or my mom. Um, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, Dr. G, let's jump in. Let's talk about pushing through life. So, number one, we spoke of pushing through life, obviously, except while you're shitting. Uh, hemorrhoids, fissures, all these issues that we see a lot with um, the anal region can happen from pushing too much, from sitting too long, and from shitting too long. And we'll go further in the other ones. But if you need to push, we're having problems. We got to make sure that your fiber is in a good space, that you're doing stool softeners, adding some gentle laxatives if need be, or things to help move things in a good direction because it kind of leads us right into number two, which is shit and get off the pot. That old adage, that famous idiom, if you don't feel it coming out, get up, try again later. Your poop really, your shitting should be 30 seconds or less, meaning I feel the urge to go to the bathroom, I'm sitting on the bowl, I am now, yes, you need to do a gentle push, but with breathing, and we'll talk about that, the shit should come out. If it's not coming out, get up and try again later. So let me ask a quick question. If you you feel like you have to go to the bathroom, it's taking too long, you know you're bloated, you have to go, but you're having a hard time going. You don't want to push, right? So I have started using... Um, the future method of every once in a while to just kind of douche out and soften everything up and it helps me poop. But is that something you would suggest to people? No, I think that the problem is, is that because we have so much pressure in shitting before you go to work, a lot of people don't want to shit at work um, or they're like, they, they feel like they need to shit in the morning, you know, like right away when they get up. Mm-hmm. So you really have to kind of start listening to your body. And like, if you need to shit in the Starbucks or you need to go in your office, then like you got to go. But what happens is, is that people sometimes don't feel as much of an urge or they feel a little bit bloated, but it's just not in the right spot to fully come out. And then they're forcing it and causing issues by doing that. So with that being said, it really it really makes you kind of understand that when you are shitting, the shit normally is really high up in what's called the sigmoid colon. And when you start feeling the urge to go to the bathroom, it's moving, the stool is moving into position, but it may not be in the right position to fully come out at the time that you're like, hey, I really need to to go. I got to get the fuck out of here. I got a meeting in you know 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. With that, with that being said, 
things that you could do to help. We speak of nighttime fiber, stool softeners, getting yourself into a good habit of really good breathing. Uh, some people do will speak of coffee and cigarettes and some of the other stuff to go to the bathroom of how bad that is. But if you're doing all the right things with the fiber, pre and probiotic, all this stuff, when you stand up, brush your teeth, it kind of creates that motion of getting you into a good space. Now, let's talk about me. Let's say I'm at home on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I don't wake up until 730, 8 o'clock. By 839 o'clock, I'm taking a shit. Tomorrow, I'm, I have to go to work early. I have to leave at 545, 6 in the morning. When I get up in the morning, I'm going to feel like I really need to go, but it's not in the right position. So I don't force myself. I'll sit on the ball for 30 seconds or less. If it's there and it's ready to go, great. If not, I'll go and then I'll take my train ride. I'll get to the office. And then at 8, at eight o'clock, it's, it's in the position to then go to the bathroom. So you have to kind of create this routine with your body that you're listening and you're not trying to force things because you'll lead into a lot of complications. So That's we also need to remove though. we also need to talk a little bit about removing the stigma of shitting at work. Because right. a lot of people are at work by eight or nine o'clock or have meetings at that time and then you have to get to work and then all of a sudden you've got to take a poop. I don't like pooping at work. I must be like in a category all on my own, man, because (laughs) I get up. I get so nervous and like I'm like, I don't want to sit in that bowl and everything just comes out. Uh -uh. See, I I worked out on the field for 12 years as a mobile tech. Right. When it came, it came. I was in the middle of the woods. (laughs) I would park my company van and hit the woods with a box of of tissue. Oh. I was not waiting That's to find right. a McDonald's. But he's also I was, a camper. I mean, so. you go camping, so you're used to being able to use the outdoors as means to be able to relieve yourself. But that's not the yeah. case for many people. No. And but. you also have to account to, we're talking about longevity and why people last so long in the bathroom. These fucking TikTok like rabbit holes. I'm sorry. Oh, like yeah. you pull one up and you sit down <laughs> and then you forget that you were, the, the reason you're sitting down was because you were going to go poop. You forget about that. And before you know, it, you're two hours into a fucking rabbit hole on TikTok. I mean. And your legs are numb pretty much (laughs) am i wrong no i think that you know just like how if you get in a car your phone like says you're driving you should be and it switches off we should have we should create one for shitting right like if you're going to the bathroom and like are you taking a shit and you go yes Yes. and it's like it won't let you go down the tiktok rabbit hole It is incredible. And not though. the New York Times. Anyway, I didn't mean to take away from what we were talking about, but that is absolutely true, man. You get lost in the sauce in some of these phone things, man. <laughs> sauce might be the wrong yeah. term. <laughs> but the thing, but the thing is, is that you're so right. You know, like first off, yes, you need to get rid of the stigma of shitting in the office. You know, but I get it. I mean, like you know, even if you're going, you got it. Sometimes you got to go. You say, "All right, fuck it," you know. But there's always this old guy who yes. just farts like he doesn't care. And you're like, I would love to be that guy. That's you know what I'm me. saying? Like, like I, I do care. And it's like, you know, and then like he'll, he'll even bring in his own toilet paper and he's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to take a shit. You know what I'm saying? And he's so proud of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy that lines. So I pick up the, the, the top and I literally take <laughs> toilet paper and line it all the way around before I sit in it. So if I really had to go, I'm just going to gonna have to wait, honey. I'm sorry. I, I'm not done wrapping up my t- my seat. And then, you know, you sit there, you, you do your business. I sure do. Oh, 
I sure that do. That is something new because to me. Because we, we don't have seat covers anymore. We used to get them. So now I just I just take a whole bunch of toilet paper and I just start going in circles. Like I lift up the lid and I go in circles all the way oh, around. Oh, well, I don't like I wouldn't lift up the lid. I just would like fold one piece and you put it on your left cheek. You fold one and put it on the right cheek. You know what I'm saying? I'm wrapping that whole shit. It takes me about, I can do it really fast now. So I've gotten really good at it. And then, you know, obviously once you're done, you got to take all that shit off. And then I, I, you know, especially like when COVID was first starting, I would take little wipes with me. And then when I was done, I would wipe the seat for the next person and then just keep it moving. Uh, I always do wipes on if I don't have wipes I find but at least they put um, tissue in the bathroom soap from the dispenser and They've, been, they've been putting cans of of Lysol. Lysol. So I yeah, I spray yeah, you could like Lysol. spray that shit yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Alright, so moving oh on. God. So Let's keep going. yeah, so the Let's longer you hole, sit, rabbit hole. The longer you sit, what happens? Well, the more that the blood fills the veins that are there. So we speak about this all the time. Hemorrhoids are normal. We all have them when we're shitting, when we're having sex, when we're squatting, all these types of things. Blood goes to the ass and that blood protects it to keep it like a cushion. It's like an airbag. Now, if you're sitting too long, if you're pushing too much, more blood goes there. The more blood that goes there causes those hemorrhoids to be strained and stressed. And some people can bleed. Some people, the hemorrhoids clot and it's super fucking painful. Some people, they go in and out and kind of prolapse in and out of the ass and also block where people feel as if they're constipated. So there's a lot of issues with these bulging, bleeding and bulbous hemorrhoids that can develop from sitting too long. And so the reality is for you to kind of look at number one and number two on our list of don't push too much shouldn't get off the pod and understand that the longer that you sit, the more complicated these issues become where over time, the hemorrhoid that is a once uh, in a while type of situation can become a more chronic issue. And we need to understand that those chronic issues limit you sexually, where if you have a hemorrhoid and it's going in and out and it's causing irritation, now think about the pressures of sex and how that is going to limit you from doing what you want. Wow, that's that's pretty. It sounds pretty intense. It sounds like that that's going to be like an ass breaker. So <laughs> ju- just a thought. I mean, mm-hmm. hemorrhoids are a thing that I've dealt with in the past. But when I have sex, I have something going in in me instead of coming out of me. And sometimes it almost feels like it helps my hemorrhoid. Well, yes. And I'll explain That's why we talk a lot about dilating, using toys before and during sex, because what you're doing is you're decreasing the pressure by using toys or taking dick. And what that does is it allows for those hemorrhoids to kind of relax. So a lot of people do. And the same thing with what I do with Botox. When I'm giving Botox to the ass, it decreases the pressure. Those hemorrhoids don't become as symptomatic or irritating. And then people are able to bottom in a better situation. So yes, you're probably, your ass is probably chronically too tight. And by bottoming more and using toys and engaging more, you're able to help offset that. And then that helps the hemorrhoids. But if it's a prolonged issue or you're not doing all these things or it's like you go from nothing to like a sex party weekend, 
those hemorrhoids can become quite symptomatic. And so, again, don't sit too long. Don't push too much. Understand the pressures. Mm -hmm. And so now four and five, I think, kind of go together really well because it says, you know, not to be embarrassed about prolapsing hemorrhoids um, and also um, don't waste time worrying about it either. Just go see somebody. But then we have number five. So when is it that you want to go see somebody or know you need to go see somebody? Yeah. So I think a couple of things to think about. One is bleeding is not normal. But if let's say you take a shit and you bleed, don't freak out. It can happen. It will happen in all of our lives. I think the key is to understand points one, two, three and four of what we're speaking about. But Preparation H is over the counter. It's a great uh, hemorrhoidal cream. It comes with a little applicator that you can squeeze in the ass, squeeze in and squeeze on the way out. Um, I love Kama for suppositories. They're basically cocoa butter. And what you'll do is put that in after you take like an Epsom salt bath or a sits bath um, to kind of relax that area. Put the suppository up all the way in. It won't make you shit, but what it does is it coats the lining so that when you do go to the bathroom, it doesn't cause irritation. And the same thing with the preparation H. Um, and I think the key is to do that for three to five days. Every day you should see that there is incremental improvement. Obviously, stool softeners are really important. Make sure your shit is super, super soft. You don't want diarrhea where you're going all the time, but you really want it to be super easy. Prunes, uh, a lot of uh, dried fruits is great. Stay really, really well hydrated. Make sure that um, the urine is super clear. That's how you can judge that you're not uh, dehydrated in any capacity. Um, and really just make sure that you're keeping an eye. If it's super painful. If every day the bleeding is getting worse, if after three to five days you're still having symptoms, then I think you need to see somebody and we need to make sure we're not missing something else that's going on in STD or it is just a hemorrhoid that needs some steroid cream and some more time. And when you talk about you talk about, uh, you know, being hydrated, which I think is really important when you poop, but. The reality is if you take a laxative, it's going to suck up all the water in your body. So we don't really talk a lot about laxatives. You talk about stool softeners. So I guess the question here is why why not go with a laxative if you're not feeling hydrated or how do you hydrate properly to take a laxative? Okay, I think that's a couple that's some good points. Let's go down to number 9 because number 9 talks about coffees and cigarettes. A lot of people use coffee and cigarettes to take shits. Um, now, one of the things is, is that you have to understand both cigarettes and coffees are stimulants, and those are going to create this habit of helping you go to the bathroom. Now, the problem is, is that coffee is a diuretic. Same thing with certain teas. And what you'll notice is, and it's getting back to the urine issue and staying hydrated, is when you're drinking coffee, you'll see that you pee all the time. And when you pee, it's quite clear for many people, and that's just the diuretic effect of coffee. But the problem is, is that the urine, it's causing you to pee, but all of that water should go to the shit and should really work with the bowel movements of making sure that the stool is super soft. But if it's being diverted and going to the urine, 
and you're peeing out all the water, it creates dehydration, and then your stool suffers by being constipated. So laxatives are, they're, totally have a a purpose in what we're talking about. That's for people that are significantly constipated. Um, Gentle laxatives that I like are Miralax. It's a powdered version. A lot of people, if you are constipated, will do stool softeners to help soften the stool. Miralax as a gentle laxative. The laxative kind of helps move things down. Mm -hmm. Um, And also with the stool softener and you staying super well hydrated with a lot of fruits and uh, juices and whatnot, that'll really cause the transit time to improve. Now, laxatives are taken orally and then obviously enemas um, or some different suppositories like glycerin help to help on the constipation issue. So there's many different approaches to constipation. I think that you know, look, if you're taking a shit and you feel like you have a hemorrhoid and you're a little bit constipated, stool softeners, fiber, pre and probiotic is probably enough. If you're like, I've tried that and I'm still, you know, significantly constipated, then I think starting with a gentle laxative like Miralax is probably a good situation. And then you could kind of get into further down the line of like all these other crazy substances that you could use to truly fucking throw out a bullet out your ass or shit. Yes. I mean, the, the, you know, magnesium, magnesium citrate will just definitely work. You uh, know what yeah. I'm saying? I've had to, I've had to take that. That's not shit fine. on the walls. Exactly. You <laughs> fucking shit on the walls, right? All right Story so of j- shitting. Jumping back to seven and eight, because I made you skip over it, because that's just how I am. So breathing and why it plays a critical role in the health of your asshole. Yeah. So again, we speak of bleeding. We spoke of pain. Those are all not normal. Right. Um, and we know that if it's persisting to see somebody and, you know, obviously you could always DM me and email and whatnot. Um, and we can kind of figure out what's normal and what's not. Now, the breathing component is so important on a pelvic floor perspective is how do you understand how to fully relax so that you're now not in a kind of strenuous tight hole where you're able to actually allow the body to do its thing by evacuating correctly. Um, And that is just understanding your pelvic floor. And I think it works really well for shitting and with sex. I see so many people come to me where the pelvic floor is so tight. We're sitting so long at work. We're going on to Pelotons or we're not going on to Pelotons and we're not working out. All of these certain things create the pelvic floor to be so tight. And then yet we never know how to fully relax that. And so the key from a shitting perspective is position yourself in a way, understand how to breathe. You'll see many kids, even my own, kind of position their body in a way that then they're able to kind of lift up their rib cage or lift up their arms. And what that's doing is it it actually straightens the sigmoid colon and the rectum in a way that allows the stool to come out easier. Um, And also taking a deep breath in, like as the stool is coming down and you're ready, you feel like you're ready to shit by just taking a deep breath in, it now forces the pelvic floor to open up and allow for things to go the right way. So, you know, the yogis obviously doing that type of stuff, really a, a lot of good meditation, understanding the pelvic floor allows for proper shitting mechanics. So speaking of the pelvic floor, so, so you, 
because you're saying that, you know, alignment is important and the way that we sit and position ourselves is important. Do you think that, um, Items such as, for example, a stool that allows you to squat in the right position, like Squatty Potty, for example, is one very popular stool uh, that people use to put their feet up and put themselves in a proper position to to facilitate going to the bathroom. Do you think that those are helpful in in the process of, of trying to have a really successful, easy shit? I think that they definitely can, but they, there's a lot to consider with squatty potties or Tushy has one or even just getting a couple of books is, one, you need to take into account your throne. Some thrones are really high. Some are low, right? You need to take into account your knees and how tall you are in relation to your throne. And a lot of them do not have multiple settings it's just one setting Mm -hmm. so it's an assumption that everybody has the same pelvic angle so i think it's analyzing all of those things for you to figure out like all right well how high is high and how low is low and how good is that for your angle Mm -hmm. right yes i do think that it does help take some of the pressure off the issue is is that some people don't analyze all of those things and it actually can potentially make things worse so you have it's an experimental of you positioning and figuring out, oh, OK, is this position good? Should I change this? I, I honestly think if you understand shitting and your own shitting, that you're able to create that angle yourself, whether it's moving your body forward, whether it's moving back, whether it's kind of shifting to the right or left. But it's a gimmick that definitely does work because it kind of helps people take that on all into consideration but just make sure you're thinking the way that i would think okay thank you yeah so make sure it basically feels right for you is what you're saying yeah exactly and understand that like not all thrones and everything is different so you may be like oh fuck this kind of i didn't feel really good with it you say okay well maybe i need to lower it or go higher and kind of see what works for you Mm -hmm. um, as you're utilizing something like that so Moving into 10 and 11, they both also go together well. You also you talk about not using ibuprofen or aspirin because that does um, create more bleeding within the body. But you also talk in 11 about how to potentially help clot bleeding. So if we could kind of work through 10 and 11, that would be great. Yeah. So, so, you know, just things that most people don't think about that you should is if you're bleeding, whether it's shitting or nosebleeds or whatever it is, don't take aspirin. Don't take ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, Aleve, um, because they just inhibit the clotting mechanism. So a lot of people will be like, oh, I have an anal pain or I have a sinus issue or I have a headache, and they'll just go directly for that. Just know that those things will make the bleeding worse, especially aspirin. And those products last so so much longer than an Advil or a Motrin. So you just got to be cognizant of that because you could bleed considerably. And if you're doing like if someone is uh, using a baby aspirin for heart issues, um, things like that, just know that that's not helping the bleeding situation and speak to your primary care cardiologist and see if you could stop it until the hemorrhoid is resolved. Mm-hmm. Good. I was going to ask that now, question next. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know that, you know, some people who are diabetic are recommended mm-hmm. to take the daily low-dose aspirin. Yeah, so nowadays the low-dose aspirin is actually, they keep refuting it, so I'm not in that space tremendously, but I would speak to the cardiologist. A lot of people are getting stents and heart issues where they do need to be on blood thinners, but that also makes 
hemorrhoids an issue because those people, those hemorrhoids may never be an issue, but because they're on a blood thinner, little stupid things make that bleed and then it yeah. becomes a huge issue. And I see that quite commonly. Yep. So the key is to kind of use all the other stuff we're speaking about. Make sure you speak to the cardiologist and primary docs and just make sure we're all on the same page. But just know that any of those blood thinners, any of those things we're using for heart disease can cause bleeding and make the hemorrhoid bleeding worse. Now, when we talk about bleeding, too, you have a little kind of trick here to help clot everything. So um, do you want to share that with us? Oh, fuck yeah. Let's do it. So um, Mm. I see a lot of people, especially post-surgery with me, where they'll be taking a shit and they'll bleed and they'll be like, they'll call me from the bowl. They're literally sitting on the fucking bowl and it's dripping blood. And I'm like, why are you still sitting down? It's going to constantly drip blood if you do that. So I obviously realize that it's not so intuitive for many people to stand up. But when you stand up, the pelvic floor, the muscles, everything goes back into its contracted state. And most people will clot and stop bleeding. So if you're taking a shit, and you feel, and all of a sudden you look down and you see that there's bleeding in the bowl, stand up, take a toilet paper, shove it up your ass and stand up. And by doing that, you're squeezing the muscles, Mm -hmm. right? Holding that. And then what should happen is that it should tamponade the bleeding. So you wouldn't even suggest to wipe, just stand right up. No, I would say, you know, you could you could wipe and 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 kind of, you know, make sure you're not going to shit on your leg or, or bleed on your leg. But but the key is, is that a lot of people will sit there and it'll keep dripping and dripping because the hemorrhoid is so engorged with blood. And when you're sitting there, it's in the position to shit. So the muscle is really relaxed. And so the blood vessel is constantly just pumping blood. But the second you stand up, now the muscle contracts the blood vessel it stops the bleeding and it becomes obviously just so much of an easier approach. Mm-hmm. Now, I also tell people that Afrin, you know, Afrin spray mm-hmm. that you're using your nose to clear the sinuses. Well, it's what's called a vasoconstrictor, meaning that it's really tamponades the blood vessels in the nose. And that's why you feel so fresh and free of taking a breath. That works very well for bleeding. So, if you have a nosebleed, spray Afrin on a tissue and shove it up your nose, it'll stop the bleeding. Same thing anally. So I use it post-surgery. If I know somebody is going to have significant bleeding, potentially with a big shit, I'll tell them, make sure you have Afrin and spray like a piece of gauze and just put it up there as much as you can. And by you standing up and the Afrin being there, it'll tamponade everything and stop the bleeding. So that's another trick. If you feel like the bleeding isn't stopping or there's a significant issue with it. Does you that make sense? You just blew my mind. That's incredible. Well, you, you can also get bleeding from, uh, from, um, oh, shit. I just went blank. From shit? shit? No, from, from <laughs> anal polyps as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with anal polyps 
and with rectal polyps and all that stuff is they're a lot higher inside. And so it's a little bit different. Don't just take the fucking Afrin and sh- <laughs> you know, squeeze it like a, like an enema. Don't, don't do that. Though don't it probably tell would work, not to but, do that. Cause you know, they're yeah. now going to go do it and be like, no, I'm don't, do it. don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but, but again, it's, that's a very interesting point because rectal polyps and stuff a little bit higher are not by the muscles we're talking about. So a lot of those people, they're like, I'm bleeding, I'm standing up, I'm squeezing, and I'm still bleeding. And that stuff sometimes needs to come into the office or an emergency room if you're not able to get control. But I think the key is stand up, wipe, stand up, squeeze, right? Um, make sure you're not doing Advil, Motrin, leave, Tylenol only at that point if you're having discomfort. Afrin is a really good approach but that will only get you you know three to five centimeters not going to get you crazy far in Mm -hmm. and then obviously some people would lay down um and be you know in a really reclined position so that you're kind of minimizing the blood pressure because sometimes just from the stress of everything people's blood pressures are pumping and then that causes more bleeding yeah. So, and and now finally we're at the uh, controversial number twelve. When yeah. you first said this on the show two and a half years ago, people were like, "What?" So, I'm still like, flushable what? wipes should be banned. Period. Um, you still stand period. by that comment? Totally. And all these companies are just taking people's money and they're like, oh, and now they have these companies where you could like put some soap on a toilet paper and they make you. I I will tell you over and over and over every day. If I see 25 people, five to 10 people will come in with irritation, rashes, herpes, external anal warts developing from these fucking things Um, in the gay space. It's just what winds up happening is it causes so much irritation from the liquid solution that it's there from the actual wipe, whatever fabric it is to the moisture that develops from overusing these to then pulling up your pants um, and keeping the moisture there. It's, it's just over and over and no one's going to listen to me and I get it. And, you know, go fucking use your wipes and I'll support you when you have issues. Uh, you'll fuck the environment. No problem. And you'll screw with your asshole. And then I'm going to say, look, I told you wet wipes are fucking a disaster. Period. Yeah, we, we eliminated but, them at home. Yeah. You blew a lot of people's mind on this show when you said that two and a half years ago, but that's still a no go. Um, I don't use them. So I, um, thanks, thanks to the good graces of the people at Bespoke Surgical, um, we have uh, number 13. And let's talk a little bit. Yes. About that now. So bidets, I think, you know, bidets are so now really great. Uh, we work very closely with a company called Tushy. Um, we love them. There's so many <clears throat> that are out there that are so cheap. They go on your existing toilet seats. It's just better for the world. It's better for your ass. It allows for things to be less of an issue from an environment by using the wipes. Also less irritation um, just by doing that. Um, it makes you feel better and you're just in a much better space as it relates to utilizing 
Sipa days. So I think you should invest in one. Mm-hmm. It makes it easier. Now they have travel ones that you could use and bring with you. They have like little pumps on there that you could just kind of put it there, if, especially if you're in your camper um, and you're out in the wilderness. You should be great. It'll just do your thing. Yeah. And on top of that, if you're a bottom, it kind of feels nice. It does feel kind of nice. <laughs> really? Would you know that? And, yeah. and so, nice. and then the other thing too, um, speaking of bidets, make sure that when you go to the website for, oh God. um, <laughs> hello Tushy, that you go to hello Tushy.com. Do not go to Tushy.com. Yes. Yeah. T- I'm literally watching porn, right porn now. site. Um, so I remember when I first, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy my mother one and blah, blah, blah. And I went to Tushy.com and I was like, holy shit, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, go to HelloTushy.com. My, my dad actually bought one. I, to- I told everybody this, but my dad bought one. I was like, go to HelloTushy.com to purchase it. Do not go to Tushy.com. He's like, why? I'm like, don't ask. Just go to HelloTushy.com. <laughs> that's oh, too Lord, funny. I, I think if you put... Uh, I don't haven't done it in a while, but I think if you put bespoke or bespoke surgical, you get ten percent off or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, um, I think that all of this with flexible wipes with bidets is like while we should be wiping front to back, we're taught to wipe in that way. I think the key to think is how do you actually pat or dab, right? So the goal is less wiping, less irritation. Obviously, bidets like we're speaking about and then really patting it so that you're getting into a good space. Some people use towels or use like a, a bamboo towel that they're able to reuse and wash um, post uh, bidet usage. And I think that those are all really great. The ass, especially with sex, the friction of sex, the friction of lube, the friction of all of this stuff causes irritation mostly in the front and the back of the ass. So now if you think of we're shitting once or twice a day, we're having sex two or three times a week, whatever it is, we're constantly causing irritation. And then you come to my office and tell me, oh, I have a cut in the front or I always feel like I'm ripping in a certain spot. It's because that skin is very, very thin. And by over wiping, by using the wrong substances and doing things in the incorrect space, we then lead to potential complications. No, I agree. I think it's weird because I don't, when I think about wiping, I think padding is not clean enough for me. Even after using the bidet, I feel like I still need to wipe. So the concept of actually padding my hole, thinking it's going to be ready to go and fresh, does, doesn't make me comfortable. So that's, that's an interesting point. Pat, pat. Well, you'll have to you'll have to you'll have to try it and come back to us and and make sure that like your hole is fucking super spanky clean, especially if we're going to the fucking ramble. <laughs> All right. Really quick question before we jump to the last thing. Is there a favorite toilet paper you like to use or you would suggest? Oh, you know, I mean, I really like the soft. I don't want to get dingleberries. I don't want to get fucking like or the the really soft ones. They tear and or I mean, not the really soft, the really hard ones. They tear so easily. You know, the ones that are at our workplaces are usually terrible because they're so cheap. It's one. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Right. Exactly. And I feel like you have to invest in toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? And especially if we're doing the dab, you want it to be like 
like pillowy fresh you know what i'm saying i'm kind of like a charming guy right um i mean but okay. you know I, it, it depends on where you're at you know yeah i like the costco brand i go to costco and buy their paper and it's always been it's always helped dab myself to to perfection when um, i'm at home i usually try to not where what i'll do is i'll shit i'll use the bidet and then I'll take like one toilet paper and like just make sure that there's no like stragglers of poop hanging out. And then if everything is good, I'll use a towel. Right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Because like you, the thing is that with wet wipes and with bidets, the one thing you got to make sure is that you're dry right. after. So, so with that being said, don't just like wet wipe it or bidet it and pull up your underwear and then like leave the moisture there because no matter you know what beautiful ass you have the butt cheeks are going to close and now it's wet it's moist it's irritated maybe there's still some shit there it just winds up creating an environment that's just not the best right right now my mother my mother comes uh to the house and she sits on the bidet and it's like this is glorious like i can wash my back hole i can wash oh my, my god front okay hole. okay I'm like, all right we don't need incredible. to hear about your mother's no. front hole no no but i mean <laughs> all right she fucking washes her vagina with that shit she's she's very resourceful she was uh, like do you have some soap i'm I, like oh yeah. okay number 15 number that 15 water is cold. <laughs> number 15 what can we do to alleviate some and have some immediate relief i am not kidding she does that <laughs> Oh Jesus! Shit. Uh, that- I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a vagina nor been in a vagina in a long fucking time. Count your blessings. I can't. I can't. <laughs> All right. Um, last one, number fifteen. Uh, suppositories, sits baths, any of those salves are kind of the go-to for immediate relief. Obviously, they're super affordable. Over the counter, we spoke about whether it's pharmacies, Target, Amazon, whatever works. Um, I think that using these are super important. Um, and when you're having symptoms, obviously, a lot of people actually use it also with bottoming, like post dilating or post sex using either the cocoa butter suppositories or sometimes the CBD suppositories also are using preparation H just to kind of help that area at future method. We do the post kind of cleansing with an anal exfoliant. And then we have a soothing cream that I think is super awesome, especially if you're having external irritation, it's kind of a really good go-to salve that you could use. But again, understanding that, the key is if things are a week or so, five to seven days persisting, we need to make sure that we're not missing something else that's going on that needs appropriate medical evaluation um, and treatment. Can you just remind us again of your you know, favorite suppository that you said earlier and sits baths and or solves? Yeah, so sits baths are pretty straightforward. Um, you can get them at any pharmacy. I just like the Epsom salt baths. The lavender is delightful. Um, so those are really great. Um, I like Kamal 4. It's C-A-L-M-O-L dash the number four suppositories. Um, I don't get anything from these fuckers. They actually, if they're <laughs> listening, they should call me because I fucking sell so many of these goddamn things. Um, anyhow, with that being said, um, 
They're really great. It's just basically cocoa butter. It has a little bit of an astringent there that helps to kind of minimize the blood vessels. Um, and I just find that it doesn't make you shit like a lot of the other ones do. It just coats that lining and put it in before you go to bed so that when you go to bed, it does its thing. And then in the morning, most people shit and it's there and it allows for you to poop the way that we need to. So Calm all four suppositories are really great. We work uh, well with Foria. They have a CBD suppositories, which are also good for anti-inflammation. Um, and then obviously the preparation age stuff and kind of the Amazon over the counter. It's amazing all the 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 uh, healing and amazing properties that CBD oil has. Um, it's you find that stuff in everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know how much it actually does. I mean, you know, a lot of it is compounded in a lot of other materials. Like we're working now with CBD to see if it actually does relax the pressure and our results have not been great. So a lot of what they're touting on CBD, the regulation isn't truly there. So I'm not really sure that a lot of it does what it's intended to do. Maybe it's psychological. Maybe it's the other properties or other ingredients. Um, I do think there's a place for it, but just to know that not all are created equal, not everyone uses the same sourcing, there's not a lot of regulation on it, um, and you have to try it and see if it's something that is beneficial. And it's also expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you, you know, it's super expensive, 50 to $70 for like five of them, whereas prep H suppositories or calm all four suppositories, you get like 20 of them, 24 for 12 bucks, right? right. So it just winds up being uh, a kind of a cost-effective approach, but I hope this helps with everybody with shitting. This was fun. Yeah, it was. Fun. Yes, it was. I mean, it's also very informative because I think that a lot of people just think uh, of shitting as su- such a um, mundane thing that we do every t- every day. Well, and also I think it's interesting. Like Nick, people say to me all the time, "You just go to the bathroom so quickly." I'm like, I don't like to sit on the toilet, and there's like this stigma of going to the bathroom quickly. I'm like, you don't have to sit there for a half an hour. I play my Farmville, my Cityville, go on rabbit holes <laughs> for TikTok. And, and before I was like, oh, sh- oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. I'm I still in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it's bad. But I think that the, the key to all of this is, yes, is for us to learn the right way to shit. And I hope this helps. This is on our November 16th medium so we blog a lot uh, dr evan goldstein on medium and you could read 15 bathroom tips from an anal surgeon but the key for me is on a sexual perspective is first getting you to shit the right way and then that allows us to get you into a good space with bottoming mm-hmm. um, and then we can kind of work back and forth to say if you're bottoming in the right capacity, how do we bring that back to now translating into better shitting? Because right. the people that are coming to see me with fissures, with hemorrhoids, skin tags, the like, they're all intertwined with shitting, bottoming, lifting, gym, all, fisting, all these things play part and parcel. The body doesn't know that you're, you know, fisting or uh, taking dick versus shitting. The mechanisms are exactly the same. And if we start to kind of understand them, it just allows for people to live better lives for what we're trying to achieve. Amen. Live a better life for bottoming. That's right. And pooping. 
Wow. Well, these are certainly helpful. We'll have the link uh, for this medium post on tonight's episode of our show. Uh, Dr. G, as always, uh, you know, we're starting off the new year, right? Um, you know, how to maximize our and the benefits of being able to have a successful shit in the bathroom, right? I think, uh, and these are all very helpful tips. Thank you for um, always being so informative and just really like going down deep uh, into our cavities. <laughs> and looking like that. And Exactly. <laughs> and that too. You guys are so sweet. Listen, happy and a healthy. What's the, your shirt? What the fuck does that say? My shirt today? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a go, go, in, go into the camera so he can see it. I went. No, where? I, oh, I wear orange for every stolen child. I love it. Yes. It's, uh, oh, sorry. It's in support of the Native Americans and all the children that disappeared, that went into, uh, uh, schools when they were uh-huh. taken from their homes and in Canada there's been this whole dispute yeah, for saw. several years wow. and they started finding the bodies of the children buried on this it's unbelievable over yeah. 200 on one location wow that's so, so crazy yeah this is in support of that of that uh whole process and I'm I'm big into a lot of stuff <laughs> so I follow a lot of the uh a lot of the uh, dancers uh-huh, uh sure so you know and through that I've kind of gotten introduced into this whole oh well thank, the, thank you for bringing it to our attention thank you I gotta go fucking be with my children All right. oh, that's important well Dr. G thank you once again we love you and uh, we'll see you next month happy yes yes absolutely guys happy new have year fun. talk to you bye. soon All right, bye 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 well ladies and gents that of course was the amazing Dr. G I love that guy he's just awesome you know you know what I love most about him is that in, when you speak with most doctors or with most people in the profession, they're not people that are being real and and blunt with you. They don't swear. They're all proper. He doesn't give a shit. He really tells you, he tells you shit the way shit is meant to be said. Yeah. Straight out. And he puts his finger up your butt. That too. And he's got beautiful fingers. So you would want him to put (laughs) fingers up your butt. Just letting you know. Um, All right. So listen, um, that was certainly fun and informative. We're going to move it along. We've got, of course, Mama Kim's minute. So I'm going to toss it over to my to my bestie Trish over here. But I've got to give her some love first. So here's your love. Thank you. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's minute. Number one, California requires gender neutral displays for toys and child care items at large stores. Number two, Gay Straight Alliance wins equal rights after judge judge's injunction. Number three, proposals, hugs, and mittens. Nine of this year's most feel-good stories will make you smile. Yeah, and so those stories will all be posted on tonight's post as well. You can click on them, read them, enjoy them. All compliments of the incredible, incomparable Mama Kim. Thank you for the card, my Thank dear. We card. got it. Yes. We Thank love you. you. And uh, now I'm going to toss it over to JJ over here for On This Day in Gay History. You want music? Uh, no, we're good. That's too long of an intro. Go. So On This Day in Gay History brought to you by Gay Talk 2.0. Kinsey publishes report on male sexuality. Of course, January 3rd, the year was 1948 in the good old U.S. of A. 
The landmark sexual behavior in the human male is released, introducing the Kinsey scale. Dr. Alfred Kinsey ranks men on a scale from zero, exclusively hetero, to six, exclusively homosexual. Kinsey uh, opines, opines? Yeah, opines. It's like a, uh, he yeah. forms an opinion. His opinion right. that 10% of men are homosexual for a period of at least three consecutive years. Really? That's interesting. And so basically what he's doing is he's just putting you on, on a scale. Um, one to sex. Super gay. Not gay. Yeah. Bisexual maybe in the middle? Who knows? I'm stuck out of three. Well, it's a good thing this was back in 1948. <laughs> Obviously these these things wouldn't stand today. Um, but nonetheless, very interesting. Good for you, Mr. Kinsey. All right. Is it my turn? It is your turn. All right. Well, ladies and gents, thank you so much. Uh, if you love the show, make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review our show on your favorite podcasting service or on your favorite device um, by subscribing. You can subscribe to our show, and by doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your web browser as soon as our episodes are published or even your personal devices via all those amazing podcatchers that exist on apps. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation, uh, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. And um, now I'm going to throw it over to uh, Jay. Um, as I'm speaking, she's typing. Good luck reading all that hot mess. I gotcha. Thank you to our guest, Dr. Evan Goldstein. And we would like to, again, thank him for his insight and his knowledge. And we are glad that he's always available to help us bring navigate those issues all the and navigate all that craziness, especially for people that are not uh, as savvy as... Uh, you think they are? <laughs> but no, good, a lot of good info from him, which is great. Uh, the link to this month's Medium post will be on our episode's post tonight or later on when we publish. Mm -hmm. And back to you, Tom. All right. Well, now here's Nick with a weekly reminder, being that we have the amazing doctor on the show. For all of you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point, yes, we are talking about future methods, so I'll give her some love and she'll take it away. Thank you. All right, get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. The first of its kind, doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. Yas, queen. All right, and Jay. As we come to the end of this program, it is time to put a ring on it. Mm -hmm. I'm putting a ring on it. I sound like we're singing a Beyonce song. Oh, 100%. I miss my rubber. If you like it, then you shut up. I want to put my rubber ring around my balls. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. All right. Jay? So, again, our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Over to you, Nick. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0, Twitter at Gay Talk 20. You can email us at Gay Talk 2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Tom. Good luck.
It's your turn. <laughs> if you <laughs> if don't you use an re- anal wipe. Oh Lord, have mercy! Yeah, stop those. Uh, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the contact us tab. Uh, there you can uh, leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us. Our phone number is three three four Gay Talk. And if you need those digits, it is three three four four two nine eight two five five. Don't forget, we do stream live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access that live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gate Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.